once again, and welcome to episode 56 of Bee Boomer Unleashed. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episode and all the episodes of Bee Boomer Unleashed. Today's episode, Life After High School Part 3, and today will be an interview with Vocational Director Frank Barnett. Frank is the Vocational Director for Cabell County Schools, and among other duties, Frank is in charge of the Cabell County Career Technology Center. Uh, Before we get into today's interview with Frank, let me remind you, as always, where you can find our podcast. You can find us at bboomerunleashed.podbean.com. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play at Be Boomer Unleashed, on iHeartRadio at Unleashed. You can also find our link on Facebook, Spotify, Tumblr, and Instagram at Be Boomer Unleashed, and on Twitter at Be Boomer Unleash One. And as always, we encourage you to drop us an email at Be Boomer Unleashed at gmail.com. Once again, that's Be Boomer Unleashed at gmail.com. Give us suggestions for future episodes. Let us know what you think. And if you'd like to be a guest on Be Boomer Unleashed, then uh, come up with a topic and we might just be able to get you on the podcast to talk about it. If you're one of our regular listeners, you know we've been talking about life after high school. In our first episode in this series, we talked about what was available to baby boomers following high school, guys like me. Last week's episode, we featured an interview with former student Josh Bloss and how he chose a path other than a four-year degree and how he's been successful. And we talked to him about some of that education and what he's done since school. I want to apologize for some audio difficulties we had last week in that episode with my microphone. Of course, I'm a baby boomer, which means I'm old. Sometimes I mess up. you got to love us old people, don't you? But all is well this week, and we're going to share a recorded interview with Frank Barnett, Vocational Director for Cabell County Schools, and our interview takes place at the Cabell County Career Technology Center. We take you to that interview now. Well, we're here at the Cabell County Career Technology Center today with Vocational Director Frank Barnett. Um, I used to teach here, not in this building, but back when it was East Trade School. (laughs) Then it became the Career Technology Center, the Vocational Center. Now it's the Cabell County Career Technology Center. Gone through a lot of name changes over the years, but Frank, uh, more than that, we've gone through some drastic change from vocational education. It seems like used to, they say, well, if a kid's not ready for college, maybe he can go down there and learn how to do something with his or her hands, but it's not that anymore, is it? No, vocational education and career education has taken a a drastic uh, turn. Not every student's a a four-year college student. Students want to be career ready when they leave the building. They want to be able to go out and immediately join the workforce, and, and then looking at the trend nationally, we are very understaffed as far as skilled labor, as far as skilled positions, uh, electricians, uh, heating and air folks, uh, coding is, is, has exploded. Uh, computer coding and C-plus certifications, security certifications, those types of things have really exploded. Uh, so we're, we're looking at more on the end of things now where students can come out, get a good paying career, and, and be debt free. Uh, here at the Career Center, we, you know, it's, it's free for high school students. We also have some programs that we do, what's called, it used to be called 13th year, now it's year 14. 
year 14 basically means that they can come here and, and complete a program or even start a program in, uh, in, when they're right out of high school free of charge. Wow. So, uh, and that, that's, been a, you know, that's been a big push for us drastically. Uh, just to give you an example, when I started here, this is my fourth year here. When I started here, we had uh, 100 and, uh, 107 students here, including adults. We're over 400 now wow, that's in, in a four-year period. And uh, it, it's because the, the public, the parents, the communities, the, the government, uh, from, from the bottom to, to the top, have seen the value of career tech education and that students need to have that opportunity to gain a skill set to go into the workforce. That being said, all of our programs in West Virginia are simulated workplaces. Simulated workplaces is just what it says. They have uh, the students come in, they wear a uniform, they punch a time clock, they have a company hierarchy, they have a handbook. And, you know, we, for example, like in a carpentry shop, you may have a tool manager, you may have a foreman, you may have a shop project foreman, uh, shop manager. And those students actually have leadership positions. We try to make it as real world as possible. They're drug tested. They have quality control. If a student is fired from a leadership position from their company, they have to come to me and they have to do unemployment paperwork. Wow. And they have to reapply for their position. And that's something that's statewide. That's not just here in No, that's, that's statewide. Right. Well, you know, uh, as we used to call it back in boomer days, book learning. <laughs> book learning and, and getting out and really doing it's two entirely different, uh, two entirely different approaches to education. Well, that's exactly right. And, to, and a prime example of that is... Uh, we have, for the past two days, we have had students from Huntington High, and today we're having students from Cabell Midland come to our building to tour the facility. I, I can stand and talk to those kids about it all day long as to what it is, but until they see it and it's tangible and they get to touch it, it, it doesn't sink into and doesn't register as to what we have to offer, not only here in this building, but the CTE programs in both the high schools. Uh, both the high schools house uh, ProStart, which is uh, food prep and uh, culinary arts, uh, they house the um, health sciences program, which may prepare them to head on to a nursing field or a medical coding field. Uh, we house the junior ROTC programs, Air Force at Cabell Midland, Army at Huntington High School. Uh, the programs such as that, uh, child care. So there are multiple opportunities at each high school as well. Uh, one thing that Midland, Cabell Midland offers a little different, they have an agriculture program up there, which is very successful. They have... Uh, you know, the students there have an FFA chapter. They're award-winning. They have greenhouses. Uh, we just, our students just installed a new freezer for them up there. Uh, so we, we partner together between the three schools. Uh, so when, when we say that Career Center, this, this is just the building where, where our programs are housed, uh, career technical education encompasses all three schools. Wow. You know, used to uh, vocational education kind of had a stigma to it. If, if you're not college material, you're going to the Votech Center, you know, or you're going to learn how to do something, you know. But these curriculums nowadays, the, the book part or the technical part of it, it's pretty intense, isn't it, Mr. Bob? It really is. If you, if you look at, uh, give you an example, if you look at a machine trades textbook, uh, the Lexile level or the reading level for that manual is way beyond college level. Wow. 
uh, you know, students come in here and, and you look, what it is, they're taking the basic mathematics or trigonometry and they're learning it in such a way that it doesn't appear to be quote-unquote trigonometry. You know, a student comes in, we, we had a, a company a while back, um, had a piece of mining equipment and they had a pin break and it was a threaded pin. And had they gone to a regular machine shop in town, it would have been, well, number one, they probably wouldn't have taken the job because it's a small job. But if they did, it would have been, you know, $1,500 for them to do that. Well, we saw that as an opportunity for our students to learn. So the students have to learn tolerances. They have to learn truncation, how to thread. First of all, how to draw it on AutoCAD, how to convert it to MasterCam, how to load that program into the lathe, put the hunk of steel in there, and then get everything cut down and mic it to the appropriate tolerances. So that's not something for the uh, faint of heart or faint of mind, if you will. Right. Now, are some of these classes designed to, say, for example, like in your machines uh, trades there or in carpentry or some of these others, are, are there options for a student to take that in lieu of, say, a math class or something like that? We do have some courses that offer embedded credit, uh, like, for example, carpentry. If Once they complete carpentry, welding, or machine trades, they, get an, they can get an embedded math credit. Wow. We're now currently working on, as we speak, uh, getting an embedded credit in English for law and public safety because they do a tremendous amount of research in that class and a tremendous, tremendous amount of writing. Uh, our graphic design program, they can get a fine arts credit for that. We're looking at adding a fine arts credit to auto repair or, or collision repair because of the, the color wheel and having to mix colors and having to uh, do just fine-tuning work with lettering and things of that nature. So we're looking at uh, creating a credit for there. Uh, there are counties in the state that already have that one approved, so that one will, be, that one will flow pretty quickly. But they do have that opportunity. We also here have dual credit opportunity through Mount West. So students can earn Mount West credits. Uh, for example, graphic design, they earn six hours. Wow. So, that, you know, they come out of here with, with that as well. That's great. Do, um, uh, you know, kids that are not really planning to go to work right after high school, they're planning to go to college, I think there's a tremendous opportunity for those kids to get a head start. Like, why would an electrical engineer, for example, not want to get in the electric program or whatever? We actually have that now. We have a young man who wants to be a mechanical engineer who's taking auto mechanics right. to, to get that basis. Uh, again, it goes back to, in some cases, the stigma of... Um, you know, my child's an honor student. I, I don't want him to go out there. You know, my child's an AP student. And, and you know, I, to, to, you know, I raised four AP students. Right. And they still come to Dad to fix the car or right. fix their window or, you know, something of that nature. Uh, you know, I have uh, myself, I have two master's degrees. Right. But I love what I do here. And, and these students are very valuable. You know, what I, to put it plain and simple, what I tell people all the time Anytime something happens at your house or on your computer or anything like that, the first thing you say is, well, let's call the guy. Yeah. Well, we train the guy. There you go. Well, you know, I see, uh, you know, I, I've been retired a little over a year now, as you know, and when I finished up, I was um, service personnel director in Cabell County, hired cooks, custodians, secretaries, and, and uh, all of our support staff. And time after time again, I saw people come and apply for jobs who had college degrees, 
that weren't really worth the paper they were written on because it didn't prepare them to do anything. That's a very good point. Uh, we, we find that often. Uh, I have a person taking uh, electricity at night, an adult, who has a teaching degree. Wow. Uh, I have a bus driver taking uh, electricity. And, you know, I'm, again, I'm not bashing degrees by any stretch of the imagination. No, no. But I think my, my advice to every student that I talk to, that I come in contact with, is always have a plan B. Right. You always have to have a plan B. You know, I, I, so many students go in, and by their third year, they're a freshman that's changed their major three times. Right. You know, so you, you have that quite often. You know, if you start here, get yourself a skill, then you can be successful anywhere. Right. You know, I mean, and, and plus what it does, too, what career tech education, above anything else, teaches a solid work ethic. Right. Because you can't quit until the job's done. No. You know, as a, as a, as a baby boomer uh, back in the day, you know, it, you know, guys could, in my classes, they could drop out of high school and go out here and get a job at a factory. They could graduate from high school and get a better job at a factory. You know, a lot of guys went in the military. That's not the case today. There's whether it's college or or something else. There's got to be some post secondary training involved, and uh, you guys have that right here too, don't you? We absolutely do. We have adult programs here, and uh, you know the, the students here enroll. I mean. If anyone is interested in an adult program, all they can do, they can get on our website or they can call uh, 304-528-5106 and ask for the adult office. Uh, they can come in at any time, stop in. We have a financial aid advisor here on Tuesdays from 10 to 2. Uh, financial aid is available for those who qualify, and, and that includes our veterans. We do accept veterans' benefits. Right. And now, we do not do student loans. If they get a student loan on their own, they can come in and, and pay right. for courses that way. So uh, it's, it's a very, there's a very good opportunity. Uh, our heating and air program right now has 100% job placement. Wow. And our electricians, there's a company out there, and I'll give them a plug here, Solar yeah. Holler. They hire anybody we can turn out. Right. So we have a, a new um, adult student services person in place. Uh, her name is Suzanne Ferguson. And she will be contacting several of these organizations and companies to arrange tours for here to see what we have to produce. So we, we do, um, and, and in addition to everything that you're hearing here, our adult students and as well as our high school students, we do a lot of service for the community. Right. Uh, and just thinking off the top of my head, just in the past few weeks, uh, we have one of our courses that's uh, down right now at Developmental Therapy, uh, building a climbing wall right. for students. We have uh, most of the outdoor furniture and benches and things like that you see in our local high schools were built right here. Now, are you all involved also some way in Habitat? For we are. We we uh, we this year has been kind of slow, but we uh, we do involve ourselves with Habitat. Uh, going out to the job site, we'll go out when they're ready for us, and and maybe we'll do some wiring, maybe we'll do some framing, whatever they need. Uh, we we work well with those organizations. When I uh, taught at the Votech Center at uh, when it was down at Huntington East, um, we started the program of building buildings instead of cabinetry. You know, back then when I took over that program, it was primarily cabinetry. We built gun cabinets and tables and things. Well, the need for that really wasn't there. Construction was what was needed. So we partnered with 
Uh, you know, we built the red barns, we built other types of buildings, we partnered with electrical and sheet metal and all these people to to work together for that project, and uh, it was it was a huge success. The kids uh, kids really uh, really enjoyed that. So let's get back to the high school portion of this now. Can students are some students able to get all their classes here, or is it all? Half a day at Midland or Huntington High and a half a day at the... No, absolutely not. They can choose to come here full day. We offer all the academic courses here as well. Uh, we are limited, uh, of course, uh, when you get into the AP and Honors right, track. Right. Uh, but we all the core classes are offered here and with the core classes here in our embedded credit. And something unique we do that a lot of career centers do not is we, uh, we open our doors to ninth graders. So students can come out of here with two, possibly three certifications by the time they leave our building. So really, there, a lot of them can come out of here work ready. Yes, absolutely. You know, I have a nephew, um, uh, actually a second cousin. He's young enough to be a nephew, but he's my cousin's son up in Columbus. And uh, he, uh, as a matter of fact, his grandfather used to be a counselor here, uh, Larry Carmel. It's his mm -hmm. grandson. And uh, Riley is... Um, uh, going through the elect electrical program up there and in the summertime last summer he was able to work with an electrician to get some credit on there plus get paid to do it sure so, so instead of uh, not that there's anything wrong with flipping burgers but instead of flipping burgers in the summertime he was out pulling wire and uh, there's a lot of opportunities like that there there are we have matter of fact we have some students here that are co-oping as we speak some of our collision repair students uh, co-op at a local body shop right uh, we have some students who are working at a high-end furniture manufacturer down in town uh, that are running CNC lathes. So we have a lot of students that, that can compete in that way as well. Uh, you know, we're, what we want, ultimately what we want from them to come out of here is, is with a good solid work ethic and a preparation. Uh, a lot of people who hire our students talk about how they, when they get there, they may have to train them on their sp specific items, but they have the soft skills that they're, they're work ready. Right. They're ready to come into the workforce. They know how to talk to people. They, know, they have a portfolio. Uh, they, they know about responsibility, about leadership roles within the shop. Um, you know, like our auto mechanics. We, we do a, a generic auto mechanic program. Now, if they're hired by General Motors or Toyota or Nissan, they're going to train them to those specs. Right. But they have everything ready to step right into that role here. Right. Uh, we just we got a grant and just recently purchased two uh, Fanuc robotic arms, and those are the same ones that are used at Toyota plant. So our kids will have that advantage too coming out of here. They'll have that training on those on those uh, pieces of equipment, ready to to do that. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. What uh, you don't have to name every one of them, but if you want to, that's fine. What what daytime programs do these high school students have an opportunity to participate in here at the Career well, Tech Center? Just here in this building, we have law and public safety, which they can go through and, and learn about. Uh, it, it, it's not what it seems in, on the surface of just being a police officer. Uh, we have students that go work in the jail system as correction officers. We have uh, 911 dispatchers, EMS, fire, so they get that program. We have uh, graphic design, and students there can, uh, they can work as a, in a t-shirt place. They can work independently uh, entrepreneurship and, and do logos and graduation announcements and wedding announcements and things of that nature. Uh, photography, uh, digital imaging, they can do all those programs. 
then we have uh, business prep upstairs where they're prepared completely on any Microsoft product there is. They, they get certified in those. Um, then we have uh, auto repair. Auto repair, is, I talked about that just a moment ago. We have collision repair. And uh, they get to learn the basics of collision repair. And, and even more so, they delve into the higher level stuff in the second year. Uh, we just finished building a parade car for ourselves. So uh, we do that. Uh, we have a welding program during the day. Uh, MIG, TIG, Flux, you know, Flux Core, Stick, uh, everything, they get the certifications there. Machine trays, there's CNC, there's manual lathing. Uh, there's mill, so they, they get you know they can come out of here like a millwright. Uh, heating and air, uh, electricity, carpentry, building facilities maintenance, which is a, a program I started a couple of years ago, and it's just what it says. They get they dabble in all of it, and uh, they can do uh, they can come out here ready to go to an apartment complex or to a major chain like Burger King or uh, Big Lots or any of those major chains and be their maintenance persons because they do a little bit of electricity, HVAC, they do a little carpentry, a little masonry, so all that. So we have all those programs just here in this building. Uh, and in our evening programs are electricity, heating and air, auto repair, licensed practical nursing, so they can come out of here with those situations. At the high schools, we have everything there from agriculture to uh, health sciences, which uh, go, leads a good segue right into our nursing program. Uh, they have um, junior ROTC, business program there. Um, so Pro Start, culinary, which is a good op well, So I've there are multiple opportunities. Yeah, I've been a recipient of some of the uh, Pro Start culinary expertise uh, as they, you know, those kids take on uh, projects you know, even outside of school, yes. and, uh, and they're excellent. Well, something exciting about the culinary world coming up, There's a we, we hired a new teacher this year at Huntington High for their culinary program, so they're really starting to kick it in gear. And uh, between the culinary program at Cabell Midland and our shop students here, we were awarded a $32,000 grant, and we're going to build a food truck. Wow. So the food truck can be used by either culinary program, and, you know, who That's knows? That's not what we used to call the roach coach when we were in school. Right? Well, we're, we're a little higher tech than the roach <laughs> coach. But, uh, you know, same, same principle, a little higher yeah. tech. But, you know, we, we'll be able to, uh, to serve food out, to serve to our teachers, to serve to go to events. Wow. and represent what we're doing, and uh, it, it'll be, it's, it's, it's an exciting process. So you could go, like, to Fall Fest or Pumpkin Festival? Yes, absolutely. Things of that nature. Right? Absolutely. That's awesome. Now, you know, we talked about Cabell County mostly here, but this is kind of a nationwide explosion, isn't it? It really is. I mean, if you look at the, the legislative agenda right now, one of the big items in the legislative agenda is career tech education, the expansion of there, of, of, of such. And it, it is. I mean, and I think... You know, you hate to say it, but I think people have finally come to terms that, you know, these people are going away. Uh, you know, they, for plumbers, for example, we're looking at starting a plumbing program real soon. You know, the average age of a plumber is 56 years old. Right. So, you know, these guys are heading toward retirement, and there's no one there to replace them. Right. And I think finally someone woke up and said, hey, we, we need to fix this. Yeah. And so we're getting a lot of support. I, I get a tremendous amount of support from the state. Right. I was really pleased coming up the hill. You know, you go up the hill out to some of the high schools around, you see signs, state champion football or basketball or whatever. I saw a lot of state champion signs coming up the hill here today. Frank, Absolutely, and we have about four more to put up. Uh, our, our varsity sport, if you will, is Skills USA. Right. It's an organization, and what it, it's a competition through all the CTE programs. 
And uh, we have had multiple state champions, and we've had folks finish as high as third in the nation just this past year. So uh, that's one of those uh, situations that uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for these kids, not only to compete, but to network with everybody else in the state. And then at the national level, I mean, we're, there's such networking opportunities. When you go to the national competition, uh, it's held in Lexington, uh, you have companies there from Caterpillar, from you know, all the major industries that, that are there, and they talk one-on-one with these high school kids to let them know what's available. They're able to drive a simulator for a, a tractor-trailer. They're able to, so they're, you know, they, they're just a multitude of opportunities. But at the state level, they get to network with each other and, and see what each other are doing around the state, and it, it's really team-building to see, hey, you know, it, 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 the competitive drive is always there, and there's nothing good with, nothing wrong with healthy competition. Right. In our middle schools, um, I'm going to interview one of the teachers probably next week. They have this career literacy program now mm-hmm. in the middle schools, which should help kids a little bit decide what they want to be when they grow up. I mean, like you said earlier, there's a lot of kids that go to college even. They'll change their majors three or four times before they finally get it. And, and I think that's kind of been a weak link through the years. I remember way back in Boomer days when I graduated from high school, I went uh, – had one appointment with my guidance counselor, and she looked at my math scores and said, you ought to go into accounting. Well, I figured she was knew what she was talking about, so I did, and I hated it, you know. So. Right. But um, this ought to assist in that career counseling, and I'm sure there's some career counseling going on at high school level, too. Absolutely. And, and you know, the career literacy classes, it, it, it's a good, good idea. And what we've done, I've worked closely with uh, the young lady at the board office that's in charge of that program, and we have uh, developed a way to introduce all the simulated workplace protocols into that course. Wow. So that they, by the time they get to us at the high school level with career tech education, they've been exposed to every simulated workplace protocol and are ready to go. That's great. So that, that's a really good organization. But, I, you know, one thing I think we missed the boat on a number of years ago is when we took industrial arts out of oh, middle schools. If we took it, that in home ec. Uh, yes, I, I think we just we, we completely just shot ourselves in the foot with that. Well, everybody's always worried about somebody suing somebody if they get hurt on a piece of equipment or something. But that that was a travesty. I fought that, uh, as you know, and we were both middle school principals, and uh, that was just uh, that was just sad. That was just sad. It, it really is because students now they're not exposed to anything until they get to high school level, mm-hmm. and you know. I remember just looking back on it myself. Uh, you know, I, 1977, I was at West Junior High School, and uh, you know, looking at uh, taking shop class there and, and cooking class. I was class teaching and, in 1977. Uh, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you look at that and, and you think, you know, albeit my my career choice at that point was music education right. when I got out of there, but you know, I still looked at the the uh, fact that I had exposure to everything there. Right. You know, and, and so it helped me make my choices later on in life. I mean, I taught music, but also, you know, we don't work in the summers or, you know, we work, but not in the school system. I was a contractor. Right. So, uh, you know, I was able to learn all those skills okay. and, and, and take advantage of it. Well, Frank, we're about to wind down on time here for this episode, but we have a lot of parents and grandparents listening to Be Boomer Unleashed. And, um, a lot of 
grandparents are raising kids now, but if you could give a message to parents or grandparents in assisting their child or their grandchild in selecting a career path, what, what kind of advice would you give? Well, you have to look at longevity a little bit. You have to look at, uh, you know, what what speaks what sparks their interest? I mean, you see these students. Uh, a lot of times, these kids uh, they they love these video games and they love this technology. You know, our coding app and game design program here has exploded. You know, and, and the main thing is it's got to be they got to be passionate about it. Uh, but just one thing, one important thing to remember: this this is not your grandpa's Votech anymore. Right, right. And that when career tech education is just what it says, career and technical education, we're no longer you know, the place you send when you can't be successful somewhere else. This is not, by no stretch of the imagination, this is instead of, this is in, in addition to. Right. Well, that's great. And tell us again how we can find out more about the Cabell County Career Technology. Absolutely. Center. You can go to CabellCountySchools.com, select a school, find our school, or you can call 304-528-5106. Frank's been great having you on Bee Boomer Unleashed today, and good luck to you. Sounds like you got great things going. Thank you for having me. Sure. Well, that was our interview with Frank Barnett, a vocational director for Cabell County Schools, and hopefully you got a few pointers that you might be able to pass on to your kids, your grandkids, about life after high school and some of the options they might have, not only after high school, but training that they can get while they're still in high school to help them be work ready right out of school. I appreciate the opportunity to spend time there with Mr. Barnett. They have a great program out of the Cabell County Career Tech Center. And we thank David Baisden, the assistant director out there, and he's in charge of the evening programs for being the uh, catalyst, if you will, behind this Life After High School series as he uh, was one of those Bee Boomer listeners who encouraged me to talk a little bit about this and vocational education in particular. So, Mr. Basin, thank you. Once again, it's been great being with you. I hope uh, you enjoyed the program today. We'll see you next week with another episode of Bee Boomer Unleashed. So until then, have a great week and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye. Goodbye.